Welcome back. We told you we was coming back, and, he, and we here. <laughs> the, <laughs> double D. Okay, Donald Donald Podcast. Keeping it relevant. Keeping it smooth. And talking about them sports. So, we're going to start this off right here. The Barry Sanders interview. The documentary, man. It was, Hey, listen. I really need to get your thought process on this. Let's start right here. He was very fun to watch. And then there was a lot that was truly going on with that. But listen... Now, Barry Sanders said, uh, and I'm quoting, the reason I am retiring is simple. My desire to exit the game is greater than my desire to remain in it, is what Sanders wrote. He said, I have searched my heart through and through and feel comfortable with this decision. What's your thought process? Um, Just a man who... Life was bigger than football to him. Mm-hmm. He was great. He loved it. I think he understood the long terms of it. Mm-hmm. And it just wasn't worth the possible, like the collateral damage that came from playing the game. Right. I, I just don't think, especially playing running back, is nothing but getting hit. All the time. All game. They, listen, they're trying to knock the running back out every every single play. Whether you play actions, you actually get in the ball, or you got to stand in and block up defensive edge coming off. So it's it's a physical game, mm-hmm. regardless of what position you play. But running back is one of the most taxing ones. Mm-hmm. It's one of the more taxing ones, and that's why they don't last long in the league. And they don't get the same respect as some of these other guys. Like they get ran into the ground but treated as the most what's the word I can the most replaceable mm-hmm. assets on the They're expendable. Yeah, that's right. a better word. That's yeah. how they get treated. Mm-hmm. If it's hard. It's just a hard thing because you probably do love the game. Mm-hmm. You do want to play it, but at what cost? Yeah, you take a beat in every game every night. Every time you go out there and everything, like you said, with all the responsibilities and everything, plus you you, you expected to run the ball, and he was playing at the MVP level, and he was the heart of the team. And at that time, the rules was totally different. Totally different. So they weren't protecting players the way they are now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's true. Now, also with that, with that being said, you know, it, it goes on to let us know that there was other factors that ultimately kind of led to his retirement. Uh, besides the fact that they was a, a five and eleven that year and didn't appear to be, you know, real contenders, and you don't want to take that beating and not be, you know, have a chance to actually win. Yeah. But when you think about Barry Sanders, man, just me growing up, I love watching him and running. He was, you know, he he was real, real uh, 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 taking uh, shifty on his feet. You just love the cutbacks. You love everything that he gave to the game. You knew when he was out there, he was playing with much heart. But this is something that I, I another little angle that I kind of want to go at. I kind of want to go at it from a, a different angle instead of just a, a traditional angle. But listen, in his last uh, 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 his last four consecutive seasons, uh, he took and he rushed for over fifteen hundred yards. And then his very last, or his 1997 MVP season, he ran for 2,053 yards. This is unheard of. He's special in all kinds of ways. But we talked about the respect of the running back and the position all through the league, all the way up until the present day that we're in right now. You got Saquon Barkley. You got all these other people that's talking about what we're doing and why we're doing it this way. And I guess my question is, with all that being said is, do you feel that in the near future that the running back position is going to come more relevant? Because I know it's more glamour in the past, but the running game will win you games. The guys, the guys that are going to change it, 
I think I I do think it is going to become they're going to be more valuable, and I think the guys that are going to do that are going to be the Jameer Gibbs, mm-hmm. the Bijan Robinsons mm-hmm. of the world, because they're not just your traditional running backs. Right, they're guys who can affect the pass game as well. Mm. So, and I think there's going to be more guys like that coming into the league instead of the traditional in between the tackles running backs. And you have to, I think they're going to, and these young guys are, with the NIL and all that, they're coming for money. Mm-hmm. They're coming in with money. And they, I think they know their value a little bit more than these older guys did. Mm. So, I think they're going to be able to go into those negotiations and demand what they're worth. Mm-hmm. And you can't argue it. You won't be able to argue it. Mm-hmm. You won't be able to say, well, anybody can run the ball. Right. Anybody can give us five yards. Mm-hmm. You won't be able to say that because these guys are giving you way more than that. Right. So when when you think about uh, uh, the reason I keep bringing up Saquon Barker's name is because it, it you know it was kind of a headliner type situation because he was kind of like on a hell, on a on a on a holdout. Uh, but then I think what they do franchise, franchise him. Tag. Okay. So how you think they're going to do with, with him going forward? Because he is a, a great running back on a bad team right now. He's on a one year franchise tag right now. How you think they're going to make this move as they far as next year with the New York Giants? I think it worked out in his favor, mm. Saquon's, mm. because they're going to regret. Not locking him up earlier, knowing that they have to go out there and with the way it's looking, knowing that they're going to have to go out there and get another quarterback to try to integrate into this offense, having a a key, uh, one of the best running backs in the league on your team is going to help that transition just as much. Mm-hmm. So now I think he's going to get paid. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be what he's worth? I don't know. Do you think he's going to stick with the Giants though? He wants to be in the Giants. Well, you know, that's what he's talking about and said. Right. that say the right things. Mm-hmm. But He took a gamble on himself, and it seems to be working out. Yeah. And I think I think they got – he's just got them in with their backs against the wall. Right. Because if you don't pay him, you guys are just not going to be good again next year. At all. So that's, you're not going to have anything on offense to go. Mm-hmm. And you're going to look like what the Panthers are going through now, mm-hmm. losing your best weapon, trying to – Put a rookie quarterback in there and think it's going to amount to anything. It's mm-hmm. not. It's no, 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 no way at all. Yeah, and I, we're gonna definitely keep an eye on the running back situation because I mean, even like Aaron Jones and everything. When a when a major running back goes down and everything, it affects the team tremendously because you can become one one dimensional real quick, and it's going to affect how your team plays on the field yeah. and the outcome of the game. But this is the last question about the Barry Sanders interview that I want to ask you. Why now? Why are you talking about this now? I mean, he retired in, what, 1997? Why now? Just in the time it is, the media, they probably approached him with the with the offer. Yeah. Because everybody's looking for a story. Mm-hmm. And everybody wants that last dance. I think that's what the media, everybody is trying to get that. Trying to re, remake that. Because that was a, it swept the nation. Everybody watched the last dance. Yeah. Everybody was tuned in. Every night, you know, yeah. It, so people want that. They want the conversations to be sparked up again, and I think that's all it was. Okay, it makes sense. And like I say, Barry Sanders, he's in the Football Hall of Fame. He's gonna be there forever, and I wish him the, the best. And I do think he has a little bit of input, and I know he's happy with uh, what the Lions are doing right now. And we'll we'll see what they do. We'll just Thank see what, what, yeah, you know, what what the team is going to do this year as far as uh, the playoffs in, in the rest of the NFL season. All right, so let's talk about the college football playoff picture. Take off. All right, man, let's start off with 
Your four teams in the playoff right now is University of Georgia at one, mm-hmm. Ohio State at two, mm-hmm. University of Michigan at three, mm-hmm. and a new person at four is the University of Washington. I <laughs> called it last week. <laughs> I called it last week. So and listen, how much did they have to do with the injury they have in the Florida George State? Travis, I think that's more of it. And then factoring in Florida State's escape a couple games. Right. Like Clemson had them on the ropes. I think Miami, it came down to the last couple seconds. Um, so with that, and then you losing your starting quarterback, who was he made that team what it is. Mm-hmm. He like put you guys over that over that edge. Um, it's just hard to keep you guys at full because Washington's been right there. They've been on your hip tails the whole time, and they've got what I would say are better wins, more quality wins. So it was hard to keep them there knowing going forward you got to see what they look like without their QB1, which is a lot. That's a big that's a big thing to ask. So I think it's right, but it's just going to get this. It's just going to pick up even more because mm-hmm. you got rivalry coming up. So Ohio State plays Michigan. Okay. Um, Georgia and Alabama is already locked for SEC championship. Um, you got Texas, who's still sitting at 10 and 1. You got Oregon, who's sitting at 10 and 1, who's in the Pac 12 with Washington. I don't know what their championships looks like, but I'm I'm assuming that they'll be the two teams in it. So it can go. It can, well, like, let's say this. Let's say the winner of OSU, Michigan, cool, that's one loss. Georgia could lose to Alabama. Oregon could beat Washington. Florida State could lose to Louisville. And. Texas could win the Big 12. So now you're at one through eight other with one losses other than the winner of the, the uh, Michigan-Ohio State game. Right. What do you do? Mm-hmm. What do you do? Decision time. Because I was sitting there trying to come up with – but it's so hard to justify putting, say, Alabama wins. A lot of people want Alabama to be in that top four if they beat Georgia. Right. How do you justify not putting Texas, who has that head-to-head, against Alabama? Right. How do you justify – and they would have a conference championship. How do you justify not putting them in? How do you justify not having Georgia and Alabama in if that's their only loss and you're saying Alabama's a top-four team as well? How do you say Ohio State and Michigan, who have been top-four teams all year, only lost to the other top-four team? How do you justify not putting them in there? Exactly. If Washington stays undefeated, how do you justify not putting them in there even if Alabama has better wins? This is probably the most interesting that we've seen going into this final stretch. Very intriguing. Since the college football playoffs had started. Mm -hmm. This would have been the perfect year for them to expand. They're doing it next year. They kept telling them to do it. But this would have been the perfect – because you got so many quality teams up till twelve. Up to a 12, if you read Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, Washington, Florida State, Oregon, Texas, Alabama, Mizzou, who competed against Georgia, had them on the ropes, um, competed against Alabama. Like, they've had good games. You got Louisville, who's 10-1 and right now, going into the ACC championship against <laughs> that number five Florida State team. Exactly. Then you got Penn State, who competed against Ohio State, competed against Michigan. Those are their only two losses. Then you have Ole Miss. Who competed against Georgia, had them in a game, competed. So what do you – this is the perfect time to have that 12-team expansion, but it's also perfect time not to. Uh, Yeah. Because it's putting putting that committee – To work. You got to – and you can – 
you can argue for whatever choice you're putting in, mm-hmm. but you're going to have people who disagree with you. Right. This yeah. year, especially, you're going to, no matter what, people are going to have something to say about mm-hmm. their teams not being in. Absolutely. And it makes a lot of sense too, man. So, um, do you think like because we will revisit it again, but do you think it's uh what just tell me what you think the matchups would be for the BCS championship and all of that right there. What you think those uh the top four are gonna be? So I think Georgia gets in. Okay. I think Ohio State gets in. Okay. I I honestly think Michigan gets in as well. Okay. And then I think Washington becomes just uh a casualty. Cause I think if Alabama wins this Georgia game, mm-hmm. and that's I got them winning right now just because the way their offense is playing and Jalen Milrow mm-hmm. has finally figured out how to play quarterback out there. Mm-hmm. I think they're just in a their role they're going on right now is just catching Georgia at the right time. Like right. they want Georgia right now. Mm-hmm. So I do think they win this SEC championship game, um, and I think that's enough to get them in at four. Man, because that's crazy. Because they just beat Chattanooga by fifty six points, and that was a, and I think they did that right. That's a tune up game going into the final stretch, right? So I, that's why I think just and you can't count out Nick Saban. Mm-hmm. Now I know it's an uphill battle. Georgia has been top two team all year. Their defense is amazing, but what I do think I think they can catch them on offense. Gotcha. I don't think offensively Georgia is as good. As they are defensively, I okay. think they're just a couple steps behind that way, and I mm-hmm. think Alabama's going to catch them on a on a good night, and I think they sneak in with that and win. It makes sense to me. Now, listen, because I do know that it was one year where Alabama wasn't in it. Was it last year? Yep. Okay, but if if they don't get in this year, would it be two consecutive years? I don't see that happening. I just don't. Okay, especially we, if they got the that's what if they got the win. Now, if they don't beat Georgia, there's no way you put them in. Mm-hmm. There's no way. But if they do, though. If they do, there's no way you don't. Right. Mm-hmm. Just Makes because sense. of the names stay. You know, people say that doesn't matter. Yes, it does. Yeah. You you try to get the best names you can. And if that would give you Georgia, OSU, Michigan, and Alabama. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. If they can't put them in, just trust and believe Alabama's getting in there. Right. So, Washington, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Nobody wants to see Washington in the college football playoff over Alabama. Right, right. Even if y'all have the Heisman, who I think is the Heisman winner mm-hmm. out there as Michael Penix, I just don't think SEC football is so prevalent. Like, everybody understands that's the best conference in the nation mm-hmm. from top to bottom. So if you win that championship and you beat a number one team in Georgia, you have to get – you. You have to put me in there, mm-hmm. especially if the only loss I had was early on in the season, and I fixed all those problems. Right, you don't have those same concerns no more. This is a new team now, mm-hmm. and then it becomes okay. Well, Texas beat y'all. Do y'all think Texas would beat us now? No, that's what it, that's what it would come down to. No, absolutely. So, and, and who and with the BCS? Just as we as it stands right now, who you who who two teams you got in so that? That would be Georgia and Alabama rematch. Man. Versus Ohio State Michigan rematch. Mm-hmm. Out of them two, I got Ohio State coming out of that Michigan game, mm-hmm. and it's just tough. I'd have to go Alabama again. Mm-hmm. It's just offensively, I don't trust Georgia. Mm-hmm. To if you go out there and compete against another team that's gonna make you have to score, mm-hmm. I don't think they they can keep up. Right. So I think Alabama 
ruins their dynasty this year. Man, and that's so intriguing, man, to, to be able to put all that together because it makes so much sense, man, and we're going to keep a close eye on it because, it, like you say, it ain't over. It ain't over, and there's a lot that can, a lot of things can happen. Like, exactly. So, listen, but so, so but going forward, uh, the honorable mention, and I just, I just have to mention this game, man. The LSU-Georgia State game, uh, uh, LSU had 56 points, Georgia State 14. But forget all that. I want to talk about Daniels, man. Yeah, he's, he's... This dude went 25 for 30 with 413 yards with six touchdowns. He had 10 carries for 96 yards. You just... I want your, I want your vision on Daniels. If his team was better, if record-wise. Right. If they weren't 7-3, I believe. He's walking away with Heisman. Right. Automatic. By far. They shouldn't even invite the other three guys to New York. Yeah, just mail it. I'll come pick it up. Right. But we're going to have to make the show shorter. <laughs> we're going to make the show shorter. Don't uh, even invite them. Uh, it's all about me. <laughs> um, I, that's just the type season he's had. Right. He just doesn't have those wins. Like, yeah, that eight touchdown performance is a Heisman moment. Mm. Don't get me wrong. He'll be invited to New York. Right. But I just like I said, if Washington stays undefeated and ends up getting into the college football playoff, it's hard for me to give Jaden Daniels that over Michael Penix Jr. I got you because he he's playing. He might not have the numbers, mm-hmm. but he has good numbers, and he has his team winning. Mm-hmm. He, they're about to be competing for a national championship, right? So to me, like I said, you can't be the most valuable player. And not make the playoffs. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, because even Russell Westbrook, that 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 MVP he got, they was seven seed, but they was in the playoffs. Right. And 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 until you kind of broke that down and explained it to me, I really didn't know how that puzzle piece fit together. But it makes so much sense now, man. It, it just really, really does. You know, on, on how that works and everything. So again, who you got winning the Heisman right now? I still would give it to Michael Penix Jr., the quarterback for Washington. Okay. All right. I love it. I love it. Now, before we move on from college football, you know we're going to have to take in uh, – we're in a Colorado state of mind. You just, just give me your rundown, man, about these Colorado issues and everything and what's going on. They lost to Washington State 56-14, man, on a Friday whooped. night light. Got whooped. Yep. It should not be getting whooped by Washington State. But what I was saying is the problems are starting to mount up. Okay. Talk we to me. We talked about offensive line every episode for Colorado. Yep. It finally, it finally got as worse as you could imagine it to be. Well, it got Shadur hurt. It got Shadur hurt. Y'all aren't winning anything without Shadur. And then it's just, that's what I mean by that. It was just a mounting thing that you expected to happen sooner or later. You can't expect him to get beat up all season long and stay in there. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised he stayed in this long. Mm-hmm. And then... 50, we talked about defense all year about this team. I've mm-hmm. seen it from game one. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a problem. You mm-hmm. can't give up 56 to Washington State. Right. It don't look good. You, you, you're not going to be in a bowl game this year. No. It's gone. That, that's just went out the window. Yeah, that's, that's over. And I wouldn't even want to be in a bowl game with this team. Right. Because I, I hate to see Shadur get hurt even more. So, But what do you think about well, – do you think – Do you, I don't even know who the backup is, but do you, do you even think that Shadur uh, Sanders is going or need to play or going to play this Colorado-Utah game Saturday at 3 o'clock? I wouldn't because it doesn't do anything for them. For what, right? Yeah, it doesn't do anything for you guys. Um, but these backups are terrible. Mm-hmm. They're terrible. I seen one guy just 
you, you drop, you fumble the snap, you roll out, and you just throw it. And that's the only way I can describe that play. Right. It was nothing there mm-hmm. at all. It mm-hmm. was two defenders, and your guy boxed out, out of bounds. You threw that ball. Mm-hmm. So it's just showing, like, you guys aren't ready. Right. You guys aren't the answer. Mm-hmm. And then, like, and Dion's got to fix this problem because now it's costing him recruits. Yeah. It's costing him recruits. He just lost the number five center who uh, flipped his commitment to Mizzou. Um, a five-star wide receiver in the 2025 class just decommitted. So it's starting to it's starting to cost you to what you were looking forward to building. Absolutely. So the engine was always leaking oil, but now they don't have none in the engine at all. Now it's yeah. Now you don't ran into fumes. Mm-hmm. So it's looking bad. You the check engine light is flashing. It ain't write, on. It's flashing now. You got to write the answer. Mm-hmm. Like you got to write the ship. Yeah. It's hard. It's gonna be hard. Especially, I just hope it doesn't make him lose too many recruits. Right. Because that's what everybody's banking on. We mm-hmm. knew this year was going to be rough. Not mm-hmm. this bad. Mm-hmm. It's kind of gotten out of hand. Yeah. But it's like, you know, when once the fire starts, mm-hmm. it's hard to put it out with a water bottle. Exactly. And that's what he was working with. He wasn't working with. He bought Louis Buggins, but he only bought a couple bags. Yep. Like, he didn't bring the store. <laughs> so it's, it was going to be tough, but I just hope that people... You already lost a couple, mm-hmm. and those were big commitments. Mm-hmm. Those were big commitments. It was go- it was going to be what was going to change them and, and flip it. To, yeah, it was going to help change that team going into the right direction. But I hope you still get you do got a quarterback who's coming, so but you still got Shador there, so he'll be able to sit a year. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, it, I just hope it doesn't mount too much. I mm-hmm. hope it doesn't start adding up. Mm. And it, you're dealing with the same thing next year. You can't deal with the same thing next year and everything because I don't think you should do it make it to another season like that. So, uh, like this, let's wrap it up this way. All three Sanders returning to Colorado next year? Yes. All right. We had that. We have it. Okay, people. We're going to week 11 in the NFL. Okay? That's what we're talking about. NFL football. Gritter. Come on. Let's start right here. Okay? You got the Bengals with 20. The Ravens, 34. Okay, now you know this is the game where something bad went wrong with Joe Burrow in his, in his, in his wrist, and so he's out for the season. Yeah. Then you got Browning come in, and then you had Mixon. He was 16 for 69 on those carries in uh, yards. And Lamar Jackson, he did what he had to do, you know, with two uh, touchdowns, 264 yards. And Odell Beckham, he went straight off with four receptions, 116 yards. So it's a lot of moving parts here. We're going to get to the Ravens in a second. As far as the Bengals, okay, because like the Ravens won 34 to 20. As far as Bengals, Joe Burrow, and going forward, what, what's what's going to happen? This season is a wash. Yeah, Brown- I, think it's, I think it's over. Okay. I don't – I don't. Joe Burrow makes that team what it is. Right. He's that, he's that thing that takes him to the next level. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think you want to go into the playoffs without Joe Burrow. Right. It's just not ideal. Okay. And – I don't think they'll be able to compete mm-hmm. going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you got Steelers next, Jaguars. You play the Colts, which is – but that defense is still formidable. They're 5-5. Five and five. Like, they're not a terrible team. Right. Vikings, Steelers. Like, the end of this – the end of your schedule is, is tough, especially on the, the defenses that you're facing. Right. Because you ended off against the Browns. Mm-hmm. And we already know what that defense can do to a team. Right. So, it's just tough. The only game I really see them winning – out of this next stretch might be the Colts. Mm-hmm. And that'll put them at 
five and twelve. So it's it's kind of lost. What we we wish the best for Joe. Uh, we wanted to go ahead and heal up and uh, fully recover from his injuries and everything that's un- uh, you know transpired from that. And like I say, the Ravens they still they did what they needed to do. They still winning. Um, so and and Odell he had a good game. So we still looking at the Ravens to do uh, what they need to do. I really like what you said, man, and I'm not gonna forget it. You said the the right. Ra- you said the Ravens are the be- correct me if I'm wrong. The Ravens are the best team, but the Eagles are the most complete. Yes, uh, and we're gonna stick with that. Now let's go to this St- Steelers Browns game. Now the Browns beat the Steelers thirteen to ten. Kenny Pickett. 15 for 28, 106 yards. We'll get to the Browns in a minute. But after this game, Mike Thomas said enough is enough, okay? He let his offensive coordinator go, okay? And a number one receiver had four receptions for 38 yards. Their number two there is Trubisky. What's going on with the Steelers and what's what, what, what's going to happen, man? Is is uh, Pickett, is he sitting for the rest of the season and Trubisky is in at QB2 or what? I think... They the the move to fire offensive coordinator is trying to take some of the blame off of Kenny Pickett. So I think that's just their way of keeping him on the field. Because maybe they do want to figure it out with him. They still got some hope for him, but he's only good in one quarter of the game. Right. And if that game, you know, it's hard to win just in the fourth quarter. So it's tough. I don't think he's the answer for Pittsburgh. He had so many aspirations, man. So many good things at the beginning of the season. It just had not panned out that way. It's, it's so. It's just like, like you said. So they just need to just just move on from it. So do Trubisky get the start or not? I don't think he gets to start this week. So we still going with Kenny Pickett. Okay. With the, whatever offensive coordinator they bring in, I think that's they're trying to change up schemes. Yeah. Do something. Yeah. If it works. This game, uh-huh. I think that's what they're running with. If mm-hmm. not, then maybe we might see a Mitchell Trubisky because they're still in playoff contention, and that defense is was doing it. They, that offense just has to produce a little bit more. Okay, all right. Scenario, okay. Kenny Pickett plays poorly again. Do he get pulled to halftime? It's hard to say because everybody knows how he is in the fourth quarter. It was just the only quarter he got. Yeah, so I don't see them pulling him, but I can see them him being benched for the next game. Okay. I can see him not starting mm-hmm. if he doesn't play better. Okay. Upcome, yeah. Well, you know we're going to keep our eyes on it. Let's go to the Browns for a second. They did win this game, 13-10 against the Steelers. Uh, DTR, uh, 24 for 43, 165 yards in a, in, a, in a pick. And Kareem Hunt had 12 carries for 36 yards. Uh, so we do know that Deshaun Watson had that season-ending uh, surgery and injury or whatever whatever transpired there. So Deshaun is not playing the rest of the season. Where do you see the Browns going the rest of the season? They're going to finish up um, kind of strong just because of that defense. Mm. That defense is top tier. And mm. like that's what I'm saying. They can keep you in games. The quarterback just – and they went and signed Joe Flacco, I believe. They just need somebody. No, Joe back, huh? Yeah, they just uh-huh. need somebody to um, – I mean, he's a Super Bowl winner. Manage the game. Not turn it over, get us down the field. Ain't heard nothing about him since then. Get us some points. Yeah, I ain't heard nothing about him since he said he wasn't a mentor of Zach Wilson. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. It's going to be something. It's going to be something to see. Okay, so so uh, so, do you think they're going to make any kind of run? Like you said, with the, the defense held the Steelers to ten. Yeah, that's the defense is going to win them some games, finishing out the season. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be in that playoff run, right? And it's going to get tough because every, 
you're messing with the best of the best now. You're going to have a lot of firepower and coming all those, out. All those offenses out there can put up points. Absolutely. Especially in the AFC. So. Makes sense to me. Okay, how about the Dolphins uh, 20, the Raiders 13. Now, this is only the first loss under Antonio Pierce. So, right now, as an interim coach, Antonio Pierce is 2-1. and one. Okay, so the, the Raiders, they dropped this one. But it looked like uh, D. Adams, uh, he, you know, Devontae Adams got off. He had seven receptions for 82 yards and a touch. But it also, uh, uh, O'Connell, he had three picks. It looked like he was forcing it to, to Adams. Yeah. It looks that way. But, you know, Tua, he did his thing. 28, uh, 39, 325 yards, two touchdowns and a, and, and a pick. And your boy, which is, you know, on Madden mode, okay, Tyreek Hill had 10 receptions. 146 yards in a touchdown. They do get a double D dynamic duel award nomination uh, with Tua and, and Tyreek Hill. How you feel about the Dolphins and how you feel about the Raiders and where they going? Two and one with that uh, under Antonio um, Pierce. I think they got their coach. Okay, they got their coach. They just need, and that's an important question to answer. Yeah, yeah that's a big thing to answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just need a quarterback now. They just need somebody that they can build that offense around. Mm-hmm. I mean, not even build it because they got the pieces with Devontae Adams, Winfrey, uh, Josh Jacobs out there. Like, they got the pieces. They just need somebody that can slide in there. Jimmy G wanting the answer. So, what do you think they're going to go as far as in, in, in quarterback direction for the Raiders? What do, you think they, what do you think the answer is or who they need to pick up or look at? Um, The only people that's out there really, Justin Fields is going to need a new home. Mm-hmm. I, but I already said I like him out in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel Jones might be looking for a new home, but coming mm. off that injury, I'd take a chance on him if I'm Las Vegas. Mm. You probably get him. Well, they already resigned him, so you don't have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. Just, but you could probably get him cheap mm-hmm. in like trade conversations, um, or just hope somebody falls to him in the draft next year. Yeah, hope they can get a Caleb Williams and Drake May would be out of the conversation, but. <laughs> A Michael Penix Jr. Yeah, I think would fit out there in okay. Las Vegas, mm. or even if they can get Bo Nix, mm. who's a older, probably more NFL ready quarterback. Man, when I think about Bo Nix as far as age wise, I think of Chris Winkie. Yeah, he's up there. Man. <laughs> he up there. Okay, I think he's going to play like six, seven years in college already. Right. So let's talk about this game right here. Okay, I'm just going to be. I'm just. You know, we we talk it how we see it. You know what I mean. The Lions beat the Bears 31-26. They shouldn't have. No, the Bears should have won that game. They, the Bears should have won that game, man, because Jared Goff threw three picks, okay? I think that's that That's that trying to protect the tank. Yeah. Trying to protect the tank because there's no way you lose this game. Right. There's no way, and especially the way you lose it. Y'all are up four minutes, double, I mean, two-possession game. There's no way you lose this game. Right. You had to have want to lose this game, mm-hmm. and, it, and it showed – but again, I just think we know where the Bears are. Mm-hmm. They're moving on from Justin, right? If that's just what it is. Like, so now he, he's basically just auditioning for other teams. Yeah, mm-hmm. the same way. Um, what's his name? Will Greer. Mm-hmm. Last preseason game for the Cowboys, mm-hmm. they let him go out there and just wild out. <laughs> I think that's, that's really what it is now. Like, because hey, Trey Lance is on a roster. Yeah, Will Greer. I don't even. He got a job somewhere after that performance, but mm. I don't know where it's at. Right. I, I don't know exactly. He played good enough to get a job. But <laughs> he disappeared after that. Okay. How about this? Uh, the, the taking the Clemson connection. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars had thirty-four, and the Titans had fourteen. Talk to me. Bounce back game from that uh, San Francisco letdown. Yeah, they needed it. Uh-huh. Uh, I still think they're a 
they could continue. They could catch some people. They're not same realm as Chiefs, Ravens, mm-hmm. teams like that. I think they're still a step behind them. Yeah, as far as being a complete team, mm. but. They're one of those teams that can catch you off guard. Right. They can come out on mm-hmm. Sunday and beat you if you're not focused or fully prepared. Because mm-hmm. they do have weapons. Absolutely. And you got Travis Etienne and everything. He had 14 carries for 52 yards. But your boy, Kevin Ridley, man, he had seven receptions for 103 yards and two touches. Yeah. I think he – yeah, he they got him in the run game. That's what – they could do so many different things out there. And – T-Law, what was he, 24 for 32, 262, two touches, as well as two touchdowns on the ground. Right. It's like they're a versatile team who can – and that Travis Etienne is that same type of – that running back that we were just talking about who can impact both running and passing. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be that defense is going to have to step up in, in – Playoff games against the better offenses. Exactly, because you know we they great overseas. They, they might be moving over there. Yeah, exactly. Now, do do ETN have a brother in the college? Yes. Well, uh, who he played for? Florida. Florida. He, he same position. Mm-hmm. Both of them. So double running backs. Trevor. Trevor is more traditional running back. Okay. He's more in between the tackles, get downhill, yeah. go through you type guy. Uh-huh. He can catch the ball out the backfield and stuff like that. He's not his brother. Right. He's not his brother, mm-hmm. but he 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 can change the game too. Like he has that possibility of breaking one. Right. Just he's a different athlete. He's good. So, But they ain't cooking like the cooks. Nah, he ain't. No, 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 no. Okay. Nah. All right. Well, that's cool. Hey, listen. Now, you know I'm happy, I'm happy to announce... <laughs> I'm happy to announce Packers win. Green Bay Packers beat the Chargers 23 to 20. It may have been ugly. It may not have been great. But they did win, man, because at the very end of the game, my boy Rashad, okay, uh um Gary. Rashad Gary, he took and he he did offsides on fourth and six, put him at fourth and one. But then my boy, who was a Kenny Clark, yeah. did the slap away, ended the game. They came out, Jordan Love, 19 seconds left on the clock, no timeouts, did the victory formation. Packers win 23-20. That's a good win for y'all. Just pushed them around, ended it on a good note. Like, you know, you still, you guys. You know how happy I'm in right now. Yeah, you guys aren't in a position to, y'all aren't necessarily tanking. Yeah. So y'all still want any win y'all can get. Right. And you, like I'm saying, y'all got y'all quarterback mm. who y'all want to mm. try and um, develop going forward. Mm. So y'all still want as many wins as you can. Right. And I think y'all are in a position to where no matter where you draft, what y'all are just going to take the best player available. Exactly. And that's where you guys are now. Yeah. You guys have your receivers. You have – so y'all can take best available, whether that's offensive line, defensive line, because it's just bolstering that – Roster now, yeah. That's what you guys are. That's where you are now. We just gotta bolster it. We just gotta whatever we can improve. We need to improve it. Right. I love it. Absolutely, I love it. And listen, I'm gonna talk about the Chargers in a second. But uh, Jordan Love, 27 of 40, 322 yards and a touchdown. What I like about that, just that stat line right there. I don't see no interceptions. Jaden Reed, which we came, he was high. You know, we was always high on, on Jaden Reed. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a uh, three, uh, 46 yards and a touch. And I told you last podcast that it was either going to be a Wicks showing or a Melton showing. Wicks showed up with three receptions for 91 yards. And with with your boy Matt LaFleur being the quarterback whisperer, 
he good at mixing it up, man. And I think he got a little stagnant about it. The only thing about it is we got to stay healthy because Wicks, he went down on the injury. Uh, your boy Aaron Jones, he went down on the injury. I don't think I think instead of a tear, it's a sprain. But we need to do what we can do and build on this season. That's what y'all guys are wanted to do it by committees, right? And I'm okay with that. And that's I, just what you guys have. To, y'all got to stick to that because mm-hmm. it, it works. Like it works absolutely. So let's talk about the Chargers. They, they they did lose, and it is what it is. But I need to talk to you about a couple of things. First of all, uh, Justin Herbert is playing great football. Okay, he was twenty one for thirty six with two hundred and sixty yards with uh, with two touchdowns. He also had eight carries for seventy three yards. I mean, yeah. All right, Keenan Allen. He had ten receptions for one hundred and ten yards in a touch. It ain't Justin Herbert, but why is the head coach? Of the Chargers calling defense. I think he's a defensive guy, but that's the thing we done talked about this yeah. before. Let then why started. then why didn't he just stick a, a defensive coordinator? Because I don't understand why you take and every good defensive coordinator is always considered to be a good head coach. I don't understand the philosophy. Can you help me? I guess it's just just saying defense wins championships. Do they still? Because that six nine victory of of when uh, taking the Ravens won and the Bucks won and and, and you know when I'm, you hit, it's gone. It yeah, ain't coming back no more with the up, horn saps. You got to keep up with the uh, Patrick Mahomes. Exactly. Those get that's over, man. Them, them them single digit Super Bowls ain't happening no more. But that's what maybe they're saying. It's harder to recreate that to recreate what Patrick and Mahomes and them are doing than recreating. A good defense, so they're, maybe they're trying to pin their hats on, just stop them as much as possible. Yeah, hold them to as low as we can, and then hope our offense. Okay, it out. right. Can I? So, 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 can 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 you break this down to me like water? I need you to break this down to me just like water broke down. H two O, it's it's two atoms and in, in another one that's in there. Uh, when you look at this and everything, what's the point of the head coach? Because why is the offensive coordinator not being calling the offense and defensive coordinator not calling defense? If anything, the head coach is he's a he's a manager. He can veto some stuff. He can work some stuff around. He can say we need to go in a different direction. But why you got all the people on on your on your on your roster on your team on your in, inside of your your, your 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 franchise or whatever you want to call it and not let them do their job? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, same thing with Frank Wright. I don't I don't understand it. It don't it don't make especially sense. if it's not working. Right. If it's not working. Give it up. Give up your play calling. Let them call plays. Still, you should have last say over what goes on. Like, if you see something, speak up. I don't expect you not to say anything at all. But let them run their defense. They're the guys who are with them every day. Mm -hmm. They know the team. Right. They, you know, so it's more of just, you got to understand. I think a lot of people just have a pride thing. They have an ego thing. They want it ran. Power. They want it ran this way, so they're going to do it. I I don't think that the offensive coordinator is going to be in the defensive coordinator's room, and I don't think the defensive coordinator is going to be in the offensive coordinator room. And that's why I got mad respect for Mike Tomlin because he he let the offense call the offense, and and he and he will veto whatever he need to do. But my whole thing about it is if it's the offense 
Okay, then it's the offense. If it's the defense, it's the defense. But what you have now, you got so many people wearing so many hats, and a lot of it being done by the head coach. You start cut, you start cutting and letting go of coaches and everything, basically to save the head coaching job. If it might be the head coach, yeah. So you smoke screening. Yeah, that's we've seen it before. We've seen it all the time. It's just somebody got to be the scapegoat, and who's going to volunteer themselves to do it? Yeah, exactly. Nobody. Yeah. So it's, yeah. It's just that. I, listen, I, I think it was. I think it was John Madden that said, "You're gonna get fired, but get fired doing it your way." <laughs> okay, listen. Uh, we already talked about it, and they received a double D award. The Texans beat the Cardinals twenty-one sixteen. Now, what I want to pull out of this game is what you think about Kyler Murray. He was twenty. He was twenty of thirty, two fourteen, one touchdown, one pick. Uh, quarterback of the future, or well, nah, not? He's still that quarterback. He's okay. still that quarterback. Okay. And All it's right. just gonna take some. Getting back into the rhythm of it yeah. to see bigger games, but mm-hmm. he's and that's just they don't have the best offense in the world. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what I said. It showed that they can still build around him, mm-hmm. and that just opens up the door even more for what they can do in the draft mm-hmm. and free agency. Okay, all right. So this next game and everything, I know it's close to your heart, and we're gonna discuss it like we needed, like it needed to be discussed. Cowboys thirty-three, Panthers ten. But I, I want to start this game off this way. We know who won the game. The Cowboys did. But it seemed to me like the Cowboys played to the level of the competition. They should have probably this probably should have been fifty to three. Yeah, they started going. They started off slow, and I think it was just like they they wasn't worried about it. They knew it's one of the games we can cut it on at any time. And, and walk out it. But the Panthers' defense is not bad. Yeah, they're not. But it's still you got to put up points. So you don't have nothing to protect, really. Yeah, it's, it's, you can't. How you? It's hard to protect ten it's, points. Yeah, it's hard to win a game with ten points. Yeah, it's hard to win a game with ten. That that means we was gonna have to hold them to nine, three straight field goals at the most. And they got and, too, they got too much firepower. And for we that. couldn't we couldn't expect them to do that. Mm. So what did CD Lamb do that game? CD Lamb six catches for thirty eight yards. Hmm. What happened there? <laughs> what, ha- what happened good, there? Good tackling. Because he got the catches. It was just he couldn't break anything after the catch. Mm-hmm. So, well, at least the Panthers was convinced that C.D. Lamb was not going to be the one that, that yeah, beat the game. But, but, it, but, but we, you can pull anything out of a game. That is very important. Because when you look at that and everything, okay, okay, that, that, C.D. Lamb said he was a double R1. But, but you took in you, – you, you went up against the Panthers defense, and, and you was pretty much irrelevant in this game. Yeah. And that just – I don't think he's in the same conversations as the top route receivers in the league. Mm-hmm. The AJ Browns, Tyreek Hills. So, with that being said, it, 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 he it, there is no is no WR one. There's no wide receiver one on the Cowboys team. Then no, because the only thing you have is CD Lamb, Brandon Cooks, and he's a, uh, and he's uh, a Desoto. Like, yeah, he's just there because who else would be wide receiver? <laughs> but he, I don't think if you bring in a Tyreek Hill, you know, if you bring in a, if you bring in Marvin Harrison Jr. next yeah. year, you see automatically going to wide receiver too. Automatically, like off rip. Yeah, first day of practice, mm-hmm. he's taking your rips. <laughs> but that's just, it's no knock to you. Yeah, it's just you're not. There, you can have good games. You can you can be a good receiver and not be right in the conversations of yeah. you know, Devontae Adams. You're not them guys, right? Mike Evans, you're not you're not giving me seven years, eight years of a thousand yards. Like you're not that, right? So when I think of legit stamped wide receiver one, I think of those guys exactly. 
And it is what it is. Our, we know that Bryce Young is still developing, which wishes him the best. And I, he has nothing but a bright future going forward. Your boy Chuba Hubbard, and it seemed like, you know, he did his 10 carries, 57 yards. Alan Thielen, which is his safety valve, 874. Okay, now, uh, now, now check this out. The Giants won one against the no-defense commanders. They traded away their defense. Giants win 31-19. Talk to me. It just was a it, – uh, it was a mess from the jump. Sam they, had, Howell, they, had, they had DeVito looking great. He had three touchdowns. Sam Howell struggled. He couldn't get it going. He had three picks. Three picks. He couldn't mm-hmm. get it going. And then, like you said, with no – y'all really don't have a defense. Like, y'all are running out K.J. Henry, who I love. He's a Clemson product. Mm-hmm. But he's not Montez Sweat mm-hmm. or – Chase Young. Mm-hmm. So y'all are depending on guys like this. And then y'all corners aren't we already know about your corners. Why does Terry McGloin keep popping up on defense? I don't know. He must have done something he got on that tackle. side. Yeah. So Robinson, what what is he, the running back? Yeah. Okay, so it looked to me like Sam Howell went to from not being able to put anything downfield to just dumping it off to his running back so he can get getting smacked in the mouth. Yeah. Cause he's still leading in in a sacks in the NFL. He getting towed yeah, up out there. Blistered. I mean he getting blistered. Hammer. It's just tattooed. Yeah, it's just bad for what like they're they're a team who's right there. Mm-hmm. But y'all are setting yourselves back. Every chance y'all get, right? Every chance y'all get, y'all are just setting yourselves back. Mm. There's no reason. Edges are becoming one of the most important things you can have on your team, mm-hmm. especially if they're good. Right? It change your, it can change the fortune of your team completely. So y'all had two good edge rushes and it just sipped them off mm-hmm. for no reason. Mm-hmm. I understand if y'all got something back, y'all needed. Mm-hmm. Y'all didn't get anything but some fifth round draft picks. Mm-hmm. So it's. I don't understand where y'all wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Where do y'all see y'all team going? What's y'all's image for y'all team? And this showing y'all team don't have an identity at all. And it looked to me so. With that being said, it looked to me like Sam Howell is the quarterback of the future for the Commanders. And, and uh, uh, taking Ron Rivera gone, I think Ron's gone after this year. Okay, all right. Well, I mean, I can understand it. How about this? You high on them Forty Niners? Forty Niners beat the Bucks twenty-seven fourteen. Talk to me. Uh, uh, Purdy had three touches, same three touchdowns. Hate, same hate y'all give Purdy, man. Give him the same respect. Yeah, give I think this might he might have had a, 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 which I don't understand the math, but a one fifty eight point three is a perfect quarterback rated rating. And they ain't had one of them since Steve Young, right? So obviously he's doing something right. Mm-hmm. Like you can't just stumble upon that. And as he was twenty one for twenty five, three thirty three, and his he averaged thirteen yards, so it wasn't like he was just. Dumping the ball off, right? So he was making plays. He he went out there and did what he did to put his team in a position to win this game. So when you when you look at it, right, <clears throat> it was a situation basically that three game skid. The Forty ers got away from being the Forty ers They back on track now. Look like the last two games on both sides of the ball as well. It wasn't just Brock Purdy. Fred Warner, he, yeah, Fred Warner wasn't playing his way. Nick Bosa looked like he had lost a step coming mm. off the edge. Mm. So it was. It was a whole thing, and that's what they they knew it too. Mm. That's what they were saying in press conferences as well. It was like, nah, it's just not our offense. It's not just Brock Purdy. It's all of us. Mm. We all gotta get back to being who we were. Christian McCaffrey was hurt. He had a bad game in that stretch. Mm. So it's just all those things that had came together to give y'all three losses in a row. 
I got you. And in this game and everything, I he took and he he showed up five receptions, one hundred and fifty six yards, and a touchdown. Those Tyreek Hill numbers. And that's what I'm saying. They can get. They're one of those teams that can give it to you so mm. in many different ways. Mm. They can let Christian McCaffrey just take over. They can let Debo take over. I'm happy for CMC, man. Oh yeah, I'm glad he went. If we if he wasn't gonna be in a Panthers jersey, mm-hmm. I'm glad he's going somewhere where he has a chance to mm. to win something. Absolutely, absolutely. So it's back on. Hey, hey the, the, the Super Bowl may again be going through the 49ers. They might. They can't. They're they're up there with the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Just a they don't have every whole field mm-hmm. like the Eagles do. Mm-hmm. But talent wise, they're up there. They they have this. Of the talent to get it done to mm-hmm. beat them guys, mm-hmm. it's just gonna be they would have to play nearly perfect to get it done. Right, they can't leave any windows open for them because we see what the Eagles can do. Right, so is it? So so uh, and, and, and and you know a lot of times when we when we talk about what's happening in between the lines on the field and on the court, uh, sometimes things get lost in translation. So so Steve Wilkes okay now? Yeah. He good. He good, man. He he good out there. All right, it is what it is. Now, I want we done already kind of talked about this game a little bit, but the Bills beat the Jets uh, thirty-two to six. We ain't even about talking about the Jets right now. I want to talk about the Bills, thirty-two points. What Josh Allen did, and the fact of their offensive coordinator getting let go with Ken Dorsey, and then their new offensive coordinator Joe Brady coming in, and what you see from that side of the ball, that game, and what they can do because we already know Josh Allen can win the game for you. He can lose the game for you. Joe Brady. Joe Brady came for the Panthers. Okay. He worked for the Panthers. <laughs> That's all I a lot can of, say. A lot of people forget about that. That's all I can say for him. Mm. And he got fired mid-season. He, right. he was out of here. Right. So was this another Josh Allen take over the game? Yeah. Because he had three touchdowns, one pick, two seventy-five. It was just one of those like, and then it's the Jets. Wait a minute. Now. I'm looking at this. Shakur. Three receptions, one fifteen, one fifteen in the touch. Where's Stephon Diggs' numbers? He had four catches for twenty-seven. Whoa, <laughs> whoa! Yeah, it was more of a because I think that leading receiver was Dalton Kincaid this game. Yeah, so they changed it up a little bit, and that Shakur, he just broke a couple of them. Like he, it was one he took to the house. No, yeah, that touchdown he got, he took to the house. It was like, hey, I, I, listen, Stephon Diggs probably had soft, soft gardener on him, right? Yeah, so it was something like that. Locked him up. They probably doubled him in some type of way. Kept, mm. kept um, help over top. Anything like that. Stuff zoned him up. Things like that. They, Tyreek Hill said whenever help was over the top, he shut his game down. Yeah, because it's it changes what you can do. Because mm-hmm. now you gotta you gotta sit in holes more. Mm-hmm. It is hard for quarterbacks to find those type holes. Mm-hmm. So it's harder to get them the ball. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what you want, right. ideally, as a defense. Mm-hmm. You want them to struggle to get the ball to their number one receiver. Absolutely. Okay. But well, you it just makes can't sense. Have, you can't have Shakir go off for 115 mm. and break an 81-yarder on you. Right, yeah. Like, that's not ideal. <laughs> everything, else worked, everything else worked out pretty good. Absolutely. How about this game? It was a one-point game, uh, but the, the Rams and Matthew Stafford uh, beat those Seahawks uh, 17-16. Now, the thing about Matthew Stafford is uh, it was a situation where they picked up Carson Wentz, so I didn't know what his health was going to be like, but the Rams, you know, they, they about – 
you know, is what it is. So, how you feel about this game, Rams against the uh, Seahawks, 17-16? It's more raising questions about the Seahawks because y'all are a playoff team right now. And this is one of those games you got to find a way to win. DK Metcalf, DK Metcalf, he had five receptions for 94 yards and a touch, uh, touchdown. But, listen, Why again. Why did Drew Locke come in for six attempts? I don't know. Maybe. maybe yeah, I, I, think, I think, you know, did Gino go to the tent? Maybe. That's what it had to happen because he came in for six attempts and threw an interception. You're right. Great job. Listen. Thank but, you. Uh, but, yeah, exactly. But Metcalf, he he ain't – I mean, he's kind of doing what he's doing, but it's not Metcalf's going to beat us anymore. Nah. And that's what you go get a Jackson Smith and Jig before. Right. To help out, try to take some eyes off of DK, but it's not working. Mm-hmm. Only because he hasn't had that breakout game. Like, we've seen Jordan Addison have great games. We've seen Zay, Zay Flowers have great games. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen that from Jackson Smith and Jig, who coming in I thought was – by far the best receiver in this class. Mm-hmm. Like he was hands down supposed to be the best receiver in this class, and maybe it's just a fit thing. Right. Maybe it's just because of having a DK, a Tyler Lockett out there. He just doesn't get the looks. Mm-hmm. But I think you gotta find a way to get him more involved because he is a special player. Do they move him around a lot? Because they taking. I know for a fact that you they move Justin Jeffries around a lot. They move Devonte Adams around a lot. They move Stephen Diggs around a lot. Do you think that? Do you think that the Seahawks move I think DK they, around enough? I think they move DK too much. Too much. It should move in Jigba a little more. Okay, makes sense to me. I think Jigba would be a better in that slot situation than DK. Mm-hmm. I think they put DK in there because it's easy to get them the ball out of the slot. Mm-hmm. It's closer to the quarterback. They run a lot of like drags and crosses across fields. Mm-hmm. And he's a bigger body, but I think putting Jackson there and keeping DK on the outside mm-hmm. would open up. And that's what I say. you got to get Jackson Smith and Jigba more involved to open up more for DK. Exactly. And, you know, and, and I guess the thing about it, why you don't hear DK complaining for the simple fact that he is getting his catches he's and getting he's his getting numbers. his touches. Yeah, so he's he getting his numbers. numbers. So he's like, okay. And they're, like I said, they're in the race for a playoff. Yeah. Spot. Oh, yeah. So it's not too much to complain about. Exactly. So, hey, keep it moving. Hey, how about this one right here? This is, this, I don't know. Okay. The, the, the Broncos beat the Vikings uh, 21 to 20. Uh, it's two things, and I, and I really want you to go ahead and kick this one off, but it's two things that's going on here. First of all, the Broncos is on like a four-game win streak, and the Vikings, that's the third game for Josh Dobbs. We talked about that third game. Now we got tape. Uh, talk to me about it. Broncos beat the Vikings 21-20. It was just a good game all the way around. I can't really put the – you would like – Josh to not have thrown that interception. Mm-hmm. But other than that, he still played pretty good game, 20-32 for 221 with a touch. The running game had a, a – this is what hurts. You don't expect to lose a game because if you expect – if you're thinking like this, they had 18 for 81, 10 for 73. Right. Two running backs. You think you you dominate time of possession with those stats. Right. You don't expect to lose this game. Mm-hmm. Because we – like I said, you should have the ball – most of the game, mm-hmm. and you should end up with more than 20 points mm-hmm. if that's what you're doing because you're getting down the field. It's just y'all aren't finishing off the drives. So that just left the door open for Russell Wilson, who has put it together. Him and Cortland Sutton are coming together. Their chemistry is starting to click. Jerry Judy's not – he's not looking like he's supposed to look. He's still – Underwhelming in that, but he's looking better mm. in these past couple of games. And like I, I think they just 
clicked all of a sudden. It just clicked. And now if they're in games, they're going to find a way to win it. It makes a lot of sense to me. So, you know, when all of this thing was kind of reeling out of control, we didn't really know what was going on. Sean Payton, he let some players on the defense go. He took and, you know, he's demoted some players, you know, and he promoted some players. Uh, then we didn't know the chemistry between Russell Wilson and Sean Payton, if that was the problem. But it seemed like you say they clicking now, whatever. So you, you think they got it figured out? Yeah, but it's, it just, I don't think it amounts to much of nothing. Because yeah. I still don't think they've done enough to sneak into the back end of the playoffs. Just basically spoiler? Yeah, it, they might spoil somebody's seat. Like right now, that was a spoiler game for the Vikings. Because they needed that. They needed it. Especially when you got the the Detroit Lions yeah, and everything got, sitting on top of the NFC North. Yeah, and I think Detroit's losing right now. Mm-hmm. So that just shows like that, that was a big – yeah. At halftime, Detroit's down 23-6. Mm-hmm. So – that would have been a big game for them to find a way to win. Mm-hmm. And it just hurts that they couldn't. It makes sense. So let me ask you this, though, getting on the Vikings for just one quick second. The the Vikings head coach said the window has been opening and closing. The, the wind is blowing in. He pulls the shades. He parts the curtains for Justin Jefferson. Okay, then Justin Jefferson, he gets more work. And then, but then Justin Jefferson comes out and finally say, my health is more important than a fantasy football game and league numbers, which kind of touched a little nerve for people that really love fantasy football. But I kind of understand what Justin is saying at the same time. If I ain't healthy and I ain't ready. So it kind of, to me, and just tell me what your take on it is. As far as the head coach for the Vikings, he was kind of throwing, like dangling the carrot with Justin Jefferson, like making teams kind of playing for him. It's a, it's a, it's a strategy. Cat and mouse. Yeah, it's a strategy at the end of the day. Cause checkers and checks. If he could be out there, if he could be out there, trust and believe Justin Jefferson would be out there, especially in this run that they're trying to put together in this last stretch. So it's just like. Trying to make them respect it, to respect the threat of we might have Justin Jefferson this week. We might not. You 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 got to spend some time on it. You do. You got to spend some time with coming up with something. And then and then the, now you have to take in coach on the fly. Now you don't went away from what you playing for the, all week long. The players that we was there that you know gonna be there. You don't went away from that. Which kind of opens it up. Which is probably why this was a twenty one twenty one twenty game. Yeah, they keep. They could have won. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Listen, this is the biggest game that we have, we have to talk about, man. The, the Monday Night Football matchup between the Chiefs and the Eagles. Now, first off, I want to say kudos, congratulations. You caught it. You had you had the Eagles winning by four. I had them losing by four. So, hey, you you hit it. Now, hey, it, it was a 21-17 game. Eagles over the Chiefs. It was a nasty, wet, stinking type game. I mean, just, ugh. yeah. But 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 they did, man. You go ahead and give your take, and then I'm gonna put a little chips on it. Um, wouldn't be surprised if this is the Super Bowl rematch again. Just the the quality of football they play. Um, Eagles right now should be people's favorites to win it, mm-hmm. just because of they were down this game, fought back, did everything that they were supposed to do, and finished it out which is something hard to go into Kansas City and do. Right. So for that, and then Kansas City is just still that question of y'all's offense is not 
putting up the same numbers as we've got accustomed to over these past two, three, four It's really years. starting to show, man. It's, they really miss Tyreek Hill. I don't care what nobody says. They really miss Tyreek. you can't replace it. No way. You can't replace it. He, he finna put up 1,500 yards down in Miami. He might you hit 2,000 Yeah, you year. can't say you don't miss that. It's not, it's not something that... Like I said, it's not something that you can just replace. That production, that that threat level, even if he's not, he's one of those, even if he's not going off for 150 yards, he's taking eyes off everybody else. Mm-hmm. And it's showing in Marquez Valdez-Scanlon, I love you, boy, but it's he should have caught that ball. It shows in drops like that. He should have caught that ball. That's a catch. And they would have won it. That's a walk-in game. touchdown. And they no excuses. Won. Yeah. No excuses. Um, it's just it's putting a lot of pressure on Patrick to play perfect because he had an I want to, yeah interception. This yeah, game. he had a pick. So it's games like that you got to think of. Mm-hmm. If you didn't throw that pick, maybe that's another touchdown or mm-hmm. puts us in another situation to win this game. But still. Y'all aren't helping them none. Right. All right, so when I look at this game and everything, I want to dig just a little bit further in it. First of all, Jalen Hurts, he was 14 for 22 with 150 yards in a pick. But then he said, okay, my arm ain't working right now. It's a wet game. And usually whenever it's raining, you go to the run anyway. He ran himself. And that, that With, brotherly shove is it's unstoppable. It is. It is. So you, But you taking Jalen Hurts had 12 carries for 29 yards and two rushing touchdowns. So he said, okay, don't worry about the arm. Okay, I take an, I go to my legs. And I think that's what separates the Eagles. We don't talk. That offensive line is the best since that Cowboys line when R- rookie Zeke and Dak Prescott took over. Them. Right. There's a line. DeAndre Swift, 12 for 76, average six a carry. With a touch. So all their touchdowns came on the ground. Right. And yep. that's. All to offensive line. Uh huh. Because, like we said, perfect example for me. I keep thinking about Miles Sanders last year. Looks totally different behind that line than what he does this year. Absolutely, he totally, got benched this year. Totally different. Yeah, and he's a he was a product of that offensive line. Yeah, it wasn't him, and it showed. And it's showing. It's, he can't read a hole. Uh-huh. The holes were so big in Philly, you had no you choice had but to run through them. You couldn't miss it this year. It's more of you got to make reads and cuts and things like that. You can't. Mm-hmm. So it shows DeAndre Swift. People were writing him off when he was in Detroit. People was when they went to Philly. They're like, why? Because it don't matter who you put behind this line. Mm-hmm. They're going to create space for you to run the ball. Mm-hmm. And if they can do, like we said, they controlled the clock enough in that second half to where they didn't. The Chiefs didn't have a lot of opportunities, mm-hmm. and for them to fumble, drop a pass. Throw interception that just limited them even more. Right. So now we just gonna pound it. We just gonna pound it down your throat. We gonna get all the way down to the one line line. Tush push. Exactly, and it's working, man. I like I said, I don't think it's been defeated or overcome. I think they did the the uh, the the, the, uh, the brotherly shove sweep. Yep. But that every, turned into a touchdown. Right. Didn't get stopped either. So they they've got it perfected. The only times I've seen it stopped is when other teams tried. Exactly, and it, it don't even look good doing it. You got to have the right personnel. Jalen is strong, mm-hmm. leg like his bottom half is strong. Mm-hmm. Then you get you get like a DeAndre Swift to push him, mm-hmm. a tight end, a Dallas Goddard to push the back already behind that. Don't forget Jason, about Jason you, Kelsey. You get him behind Jason Kelsey and whoever else. 
it's you gotta have the right personnel to do it. And listen, it looked like an ant crawl. Once they taken that, once they execute it, they get like four or five yards off of it. And it's not just the difference between what Cam was doing back in the day to what Jalen's doing. Cam could just fall for it. Right. He could really just fall for it and pick up one or two yards. Right. Jalen's more, he's shorter in stature. Uh-huh. So he has to fight for him. Mm-hmm. It's all leg driving, all being pushed at the top. It's, like I said, it's that line, man. Yeah. That line is creating, it all starts up front for uh, the Eagles. Right. They've done it. On offense and defense, it mm-hmm. all starts up front, mm-hmm. and I think that's a great system to have. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So when I look at this game and everything, because I really love, and I'm gonna say it again, because I just love the way you put it, the Eagles are the most complete team. The Ravens are the best. Uh, when you look at this, and like you say, I do see it being another Super Bowl matchup as well. I mean, think about it. It's possible uh, the, the Cincinnati Bengals they did they did back to backs. It looks to me like uh, the Eagles had halftime adjustments that they did. Okay, uh, so but it looks to me like the Chiefs didn't make either enough or any at all because at the beginning of that name, uh, beginning of that game, Pacheco he, he he was running all over the place. I don't think that happened the second half of the game. I think they started feeling the pressure from the Eagles, right? And they try to let Patrick go out there and win it, right? Versus. Doing what got us here. Which goes back to that perfect game again. But here's the thing, man, and we have to take it. We have to talk about this before we move on. The Kansas City, the Kansas City Chiefs got shut out that second half. They didn't score nothing. And that's scary. And then, but I think this ain't the first game. I think they last three games, even the ones they won, they got shut out about three times. Yeah, they, they've been struggling coming out second half. And I think it's you got to make adjustments to what you think they're going to do. Where you think they're going to make adjustments, you got to be proactive. You can't sit and wait. I thought Andy Reid was the mastermind of that, but it ain't happening. He don't have he don't have the same weapons. He don't have the same weapons. He don't get to play around with the same tools he had before that made his job easier. He don't have a Swiss Army knife no more. Yeah. So he's working with a duller butter knife. <laughs> <laughs> but like you say, with all that being said and done, do you still feel that the Chiefs are going to be playing their best football at the end of the season going into the playoffs? Yeah, they're one of the, they, they've proven that they can put it together in the playoffs. Okay. So and I, the, I won't bet against them. Okay. And, and, and the Eagles, they taking their head and stopped. Yeah, they're going to be – right now I think they're going to the Super Bowl. So, and, and the thing about it is, like I said, and I just to, – to reiterate – I had the Chiefs winning that game. I just fe- I just felt like, especially at home, that Patrick Mahomes and, and the Chiefs would figure it out, uh, but they didn't. But you was right, and the Eagles did win. But one more thing before we move on to the next game and what's happening is that uh, Travis Kelsey, he was like a no-show in that first – and really in that first half of the game. He did have some catches, but it took an- – and-, and listen, he's a Hall of Fame tight end. I'm not taking nothing from Travis. I'm not taking not one single thing from Travis and everything. But what I'm saying is people people are already taking, making sure that you don't beat them no more. Yeah, especially because with having less around you mm-hmm. on the outside. Yeah. Why not? Why not just focus in on? Because I would rather get beat by Justin Watson, Rashi Rice, McCole Hartman, Kadarius Tony than let somebody I know has the ability to beat me night in, night out mm-hmm. get off. Mm-hmm. So we're going to focus on you 
and make just like basketball. Focus on their best option and make them other guys make shots. Absolutely. Make these other guys make plays. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't make enough. Yeah. And and when you think about it, and I think the cat's been out of the bag for a while, but a lot of times Travis was doing his own thing and Patrick was finding them. They, These they, was not drawn up plays. They have that chemistry. Yeah, they was just finding holes in the defense, and they, he got it. But he he don't have that love and luxury no more. And that's what it was. It was it was so much open space because they could space it out so much. Right. With Tyreek Hill, McCole mm-hmm. Hartman played so much better because of his speed, mm-hmm. and they had to take the over top help that would be on on his side mm-hmm. and shift it just a little bit. To help on Tyreek Hill's side, right. So that's what I say. It's more than just Tyreek Hill getting catches. It's what op- what he opens up for your offense. Mm, constantly took the top off. So it's it's tough to recreate that. It You're is not gonna act like anybody can come in and do. It. You can be you can run a four two. Mm. Can you catch? Right. And and so and so uh, this, this this one little last thing right here. So we do know that uh, the Chiefs are the defending champions, and they took and they beat the Eagles and everything. Great game. Uh, but if it wasn't for that Jalen Hurts uh, fumble mm-hmm. and everything, the Eagles could have very well won that. Didn't they get a uh, PR two? Yeah, at PR the end of the game, yeah. that shouldn't have been called. But also uh, taking Patrick Mahomes still beat him on one leg. So I still feel if anybody can figure it out, it's gonna be Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. But I think, man, listen. I think the road to the Super Bowl this year is gonna be tougher than what they faced in the past couple. Right. Even with Bengals being hurt and stuff like that, but I think the Jags are much better than mm. what they've been the past couple of years. Mm. The Ravens now have a healthy Lamar with wide receiver help, mm. and that defense is that defense has always been good. Mm-hmm. Then you got um, the Texans who have shown they anybody who walks into that and see them mm. should be on upset alert. Oh, automatic. So and then you got the Steelers who defense is playing at a top level. The right. Browns, whose defense is playing at a top level. And with y'all's offensive questions, I think it's going to be... Y'all are going to have to play almost perfect football mm-hmm. this postseason season run. Mm-hmm. Y'all aren't going to be able to let people stay in games because this is the year where they will beat you. Right. Absolutely. Okay, well, check this out. We're going to take a move on. We got a special NFL uh, Week 12 uh, edition and everything with the with the previews and the predictions and everything. So, you know, we got three games happening on Thursday. Uh, we're going to go ahead and tell you right now, as it happens, uh, Green Bay Packers is ahead of them Lions right now, 23-6. to six. Uh, That's in motion as we speak. Now, uh, the stranger things have happened. You cannot count out Jared Goff, but how you see this game ending? I think I think y'all will be able to finish it off. Okay. Uh, probably getting a touchdown. They'll probably put together something. So, mm-hmm. I'll give it 30... 30-20. Yeah, 30-20. Thirty to twenty, okay. I love it. And listen, I ain't even gonna get no score. I just want them to win. Yeah, just finish the game. Finish the game, Green Bay. Come on, baby. Go to five and six right quick, and then drop them lines down to eight and three. All right, listen. Uh, let, uh, how about these other two games that haven't been played yet, but coming up? You got the four and seven Commanders at the seven and three Cowboys. First of all, this is a home game for the Cowboys. They do play a little bit better at home. Yeah, you command- they love playing under five hundred teams. Exactly. That's they love playing it. And Commanders don't have they don't have a, a defense. Mm-hmm. They traded it all away. 
You know what I'm saying? Chase Young is at the 49ers showing out. Showing out. Montez Sweat, he's taking, he's at the Bears showing out. But who you got with these commanders and these Cowboys? I think, the CC connection. Yeah, the Cowboys going to pull this one out. Um, I think it'll be closer than people think, though. I think Sam Howell has a bounce back game after that. Mm. That letdown last mm. week. Mm. Um, I'm gonna give it 24-17. Okay, Just a touchdown game. Okay, gotcha. 24-17. I like it. And so, with that being said, it kind of sounds like the Cowboys is gonna play down to their competition just, and not up over it. Yeah, that 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 high is just gonna start wearing off a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah, yeah. Because, like you said, they I think they get super super duper too high and hype. Off playing subpar teams. Things bring them back down to reality. I think the Commanders are still a good team, Mm -hmm. especially on that offensive side of the ball. Eric B. They can't. They're going to make them think about the game a little more. Okay. Well, this game right here might be a little bit more interesting, and I want you to take the rings on this one. You got the 7-3 49ers against the 6-4 Seahawks. How you see this playing out with Brock Purdy and Geno Smith? Uh yeah, another. They playing. Listen, they playing at C- at at Seattle at the Seahawks with that twelfth yeah, man. Yeah, that's something you got to consider. Um, I think it's another good game, but I just think the Forty ers have too much talent on paper, and that defense is going to show up again, make it tough on Geno. Um, but I'm gonna give it seventeen fourteen. Forty ers winning by three. Okay, it's gonna be a slow. I think this was gonna be more of a slow. Pounded out type game. Neither one of these teams is gonna let either body just run it up. Mm-hmm. They, I think they're both going, and I think the Seahawks want to show like we do belong in their heads. No, I'm not saying it, but I, you gotta you gotta have that confidence in your team. Yeah, you gotta want to show. If we are in the playoffs, you want to see measure stick. Yeah, so I think they come out with that intention, right, to show they belong because everybody's writing them off. Right. Everybody's talking about them making a push in the NFC. Uh huh. So I just think it's one of those games, and, and I and I and I love it, and 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 and, that, and that's what I, I really do enjoy about it and everything. And like you say, if that happens, it keeps them on track. They can go to eight and three, okay, and it keeps them right there in the middle of the of of the uh, the NFC. Mm-hmm. And and I love it. I really really do. Now check this out. Got a special special Black Friday game. Now this may be the first in NFL history. Am I right? Yeah, I've never heard of. Never heard of it. Black Friday game, first game in in NFL history at three o'clock. You got the seven and three Dolphins, okay, against the four and six Jets. Now the thing about this game right here is we know who the the Jets are. They done showed us way too many times, but they can they can sneak in and, and, and spoil one. But how you think Tua is gonna handle the Jets defense, and what you think this special Black Friday game is gonna go? Um, I think the Dolphins win it, and I just don't think putting in Tim Boyle solves the offensive problems for the Jets. Mm-hmm. If not, makes it worse. Mm-hmm. It's just something we got to see. But I think this was going to be a blowout again. I think they get blown out for the second week in a row. Okay. Um, I'll give them six again, but I think the Dolphins is going 31. Oh, okay. So Tyreek is going to get off. Yeah, I just don't think he's – and the only thing is going to be Tyreek. It's just going to be by committee. Mm-hmm. They're just going to be able to do what they want. Okay. 
I love it. I love it. Okay, so just a, a quick little recap for week, the, the Week 12 NFL Special Preview uh, and Predictions. We got the Packers finishing this game up 30-20. to 20, And like I said, I just come out with a win, baby. Do me right. We got the Cowboys beating the Commanders 24-17. We got the 49ers beating the Seahawks 17-14. And then the, the special uh, once uh, first in uh, NFL game history, Black Friday game, the Dolphins beating the Jets 31-6. That sound about right to you? Yep. Oh, I love it, baby. I love it. Thank you, every single, everybody that's out there. We just want to thank you. We want to thank you so, so, so very much for checking out our podcast, for being with us today, for joining us. Thank you so much for listening. You know, please join us again on our next episode of the Donald. And Donald Podcast. Absolutely, Papo. And we coming straight off script. Remember, at 212 degrees, it's water. But at 213, it turns to steam. And no matter what season you're in, just trust the process because you don't know when your win's coming, baby. Absolutely. Come on now, y'all. Check us out next time. We love you. Come on back. Make it do what it do. Double D. Let's go.